This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Twitter. And this is Mike, and you can find me at I am Mike White on Twitter. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Happy New Year, guys. Another year yes. down. Yeah, yes, we is. made it. Um, thank you, guys. guys. Oh, this is the ahead. episode I wait for all year long. I'm really, really excited for this one. And just for our first-time listeners, we're, uh, welcome to the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. We're a weekly movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show each episode. You can find back episodes at ovpodcast.com. And yeah, this is this is, this is is like the episode that we do like like this is our big episode for the year yeah it's these kinds of discussions that the kind we're about to have on this episode that kind of are really kind of the reason for this podcast would you say that matt yeah absolutely oh yeah i mean it's something uh you know i haven't known tiny as long as i've known you and you've known tiny longer than you've known me but uh it's something you and i have talked about for going on 10 years now just making oh, yeah. lists of movies and looking back on movies and comparing movies and ranking movies it's it's what we do oh yeah and and you are the reason why like in terms of ranking movies i like i'm i never rank movies until like i met you and we started discussing them more mm-hmm. closely and all that and then like this year is like the first year that i have like a top 10 of 2014 like a solid list um like last year i had just a top 10 viewings and it was just a mess but this is like one that i consciously went into the year and spent the entire year with with a list of top 10 well that's not exactly true because i stopped halfway through with the the first viewings but anyway yeah um yeah so if you guys haven't gathered from from this we are talking about our 2014 in movies basically yep yeah, We're big nerds. Looking back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm in this podcast for the money. I mean, this is a, <laughs> this is a job for me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Lock in. Do do a little work. Exactly. Lock out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let's just get right into it because we got a lot of ground to cover. Uh, we're going to kind of – actually, I'm going to kind of hit you with stats about the podcast and the blog just really quickly. Look at you. Uh, I know, right? Um <laughs> This is this because this was the first year that we had obsessive viewer the blog and the podcast like one full calendar year uh, from January to December. So I was all excited about that. For uh, I'll just run down really quickly on the blog side of things, which you can find at obsessiveviewer.com. dot uh, com. Uh, there was a total of one hundred and one blog posts. Uh, that's an eight point four monthly average. Uh, and they they break down like movie reviews. There was 48% are movie reviews, 35% TV reviews. Um, I'm not going to go through all this, but the most active month for blogging was April for some reason. Uh, and then least active was, uh, August. Um, and then that for the podcast, we had 55 total episodes for a 4.5 monthly average. Uh, full episodes were 90% bonus episodes, 7%. Uh, special episodes, 1.81%, and there's other stats, but you can find it at obsessiveviewer.com. Uh, total 2014 podcast time was 83 hours and 35 minutes and yeah. 48 seconds. Awesome. Like, 
Yeah, that's that's three point set four seven days worth of recording, or point nine percent of the year we've been in your ears. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just wanted to start things off with like that brief little rundown. Um, Pretty cool. That's a lot of numbers. It is. It is, and this is all going to be on the site. Um. So yeah, movie stats. That's what we're talking yeah, about the today. The fun part, movie stats. Yes. Yeah. Uh. So we're going to start off with just talking about our general stats, more numbers and all that. Um, general stats? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike with a high metro mo- mother I know. Reference. I regretted wow. it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Good way to start off 2015. Also, sorry, television. <laughs> right. Sorry we don't have television stats. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, uh, that'd I'd be too much. I honestly thought about that. I've thought about that like yearly. Like, how can I do that? How can I figure this out? But... <laughs> I mean, but then again, you know, the blog was, what was that, 35%? Uh, TV. TV, which, you know, was fine. Yeah. Plus 0.9% for editorials, but that's... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Dork. This is a window into my brain. Um, so anyway, let's just start off by just going through our, our stats. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll get us kicked off, because uh, I don't have any that are particularly glowing, except for one. Um... Movies watched for me. Um, okay, <laughs> I'll go through these because this is all boring numbers and everything. But uh, I watched. Uh, I had total viewings were two hundred and sixty three, which is a decrease of nineteen percent from last year, because last year was like record breaking. Like I had three hundred and twenty five viewings, and that was mm. the most I've had on record. Um, but with two sixty three this year, it was uh, six point nine point. Wow, six point six nine percent above my average. Uh, so that was good. Um, of those t- 263, uh, 234 were individual movies. So hmm. there was like very little, uh, repeat viewings this year for some strange reason. Hmm. Uh, first viewings of those were 124. Uh, and then of those, uh, I watched 47 of them were the year of release, which was 2014. And the big one for me was 50 theater viewings, which is, uh, a big one for me because Damn it's good. Yeah. I was, yeah. uh, and I know Mike ah, is, you I'm, guys are cute. <laughs> I know Mike is going to kind of destroy that, but, uh, yeah, I mean, 50 viewings, 50 theater viewings was good, um, for me. Uh, it's 51.5% increase from last year. And, uh, it accounts for 19% of my total viewings. Um, so yeah, so it was a pretty good year for me. Um, how about you guys? It's really good. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go next if you don't mind. Tiny. Sure. Total viewings is 213. That's up 23% over 2013. I'm really, really psyched about that. Nice. Um, my total, uh, first time viewings was 104, which is up 94, uh, which is only up 10%. Uh, which d- doesn't quite match up with the, the increase over 2013, but whatever, that's okay. Uh, or 48.8% of the movies I watched were first time, uh, movies. The month in which I, by the way, our stats are a little different. We don't keep the exact same stats. Right. We, we just, this is just for our own, our own lists. Yeah. Um, the month in which I watched the most was October, 32 movies or 15% of the movies watched. And then, uh, I watched the fewest in September. Uh, which is when I started my master's, things got crazy, school started up, so it was, I'm, I'm not surprised at all that I watched eight movies, uh, or 3.75%. Um, so, <clears throat> I'm thrilled that my numbers were up, 
2014 was an interesting, busy year, so I'm surprised, actually, that I broke 200. Uh, I have no doubt that Summer of Sandler in June had a lot to do with that, so <laughs> I guess I can't be too proud. Right. Uh, Shocktober was was strong. Uh, and to look at my stats for the last few years, 2014 is my highest total since 2011, which is kind of cool. I am, in fact, a little disappointed that I didn't uh, meet my 2013 theater viewings goal. Uh, 64 is, of course, nothing to scoff at, by the way. It's 64. Uh, and yeah. I had 65 last year, and I think my goal uh, was 70. So I didn't hit that. So... Um, to, to try to explain why 64 is a, is a disappointing number is because um, the week of Christmas is the only week out of the year I didn't see a movie. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I made a point to huh. see, you know, I, I, I do a movie a week with, with my buddy. And, right. uh, of course, I, I average uh, a little more than that because I, I see other movies. But um, just somehow there, there wasn't a whole lot to see and a lot of things kind of slipped through the cracks. I was busy on Christmas, busy out of, kind of out of town all week long, and so I missed that one. And not only did it keep me from seeing one uh, per week each each week throughout the year, but it also kept me from matching my number last year, which is which is a bummer. <laughs> damn Christmas! Yeah. I know, damn Christmas. So um, <laughs> my goal is is to hit seventy one of these days, one of these years. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Very good. Well, I'm up next, and <laughs> I did you guys. I actually did. <laughs> I watched 366 movies. God, that's ridiculous. So crazy. <laughs> it so was nuts. a chore. Yeah, that was tough. Um, that's obviously a personal record. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, I watched 320, so it's only 46 more than that, but still, it that makes such a big difference. Um, Especially since it was a conscious effort. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I've had Shocktober's where hitting thirty is a chore, and I'm tired yeah, of it. Right. It was. I mean, especially the last few months, um, it was tough because I got into a relationship and mm-hmm. spent a lot of time with her, um, which was amazing. It was wonderful, but ruined everything. Ruined everything. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. No, but I, I made it through. Um, so next, uh, another personal record, which it's it's going to be a joke compared to you guys, but I watched twenty eight. Movies in the theater, which is a personal record. <laughs> good job. Good job. <laughs> last year I watched twenty five, so it's nice. three more than last year. Um, total first viewings were two hundred and fifty two. Jeez, which is pretty good. Um, and then this is kind of a strange. This is strange given that I watched three hundred sixty six movies, but only forty nine of them were from my DVD or Blu ray collection. Huh. Interesting. So most other stuff was Netflix, so, right? Um, which, by the way. Literally watching 366 movies in a year could not have possibly come close to doing it without Netflix. Right. I mean, it just would have been impossible. Yeah, you are getting your money's worth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they probably hate me. Question about that. Did you notice if they, if they throttled your streaming service in any way? Like, it was kind of after watching, uh, a certain amount during the month, kind of toward the end of the month before, before, uh, charged you again. Did you notice if there was like a certain amount of lagging? Not at all. Really? I, ne- I never had any trouble with lagging or streaming issues. Nice. See, I, I, I just remember vaguely, like, years ago, having, like, that kind of thing, but I think it was just crappy internet. But Oh, really? But that's good to know. Yeah. So, thank you, Netflix. Um, <laughs> but one of the, I mean, one of the fun um, statistics that was sort of, it was sort, sort of not, not really a conscious choice at first, but after a while I realized I was kind of doing it 
like unknowingly is I was watching a lot of documentaries. Right. And so uh, my final count for the year, just documentaries, I watched 81. Good that God. Is incredible. Yeah. Um, Ugh. So the, I'll, I'll post at least one thing on the blog about my kind of like my year in documentaries. So, mm-hmm. um, which is sort of a snobby, well, sort of a snobby thing because like I watch documentaries. It'll be. <laughs> it's not really. You you probably watch percentage wise the a normal amount of documentaries for most people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and think. it'll be good for people searching for documentaries. <laughs> it'll be good yeah. for SEO for the sites. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I mean Netflix has a very refreshing and very wonderful dedication to the, the mm-hmm. film that genre documentary so they have tons of documentaries on there nice and they all just look so intriguing i just kept watching them so That's cool. um so yeah those are my my stats for the year okay well next up we're going to talk about kind of uh at the end of each month on uh, like uh, me and tiny do this at least mike i don't i'm not sure if you did it but we do uh best first screening best best uh or best worst first first viewing uh returning favorite biggest surprise biggest letdown all that stuff um and so I, I made one for just the, the year and, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just run through them, uh, quickly for all of these. Cause some, uh, a few of them are repeats from, from my, well, actually, <laughs> anyway, I'll run yeah, through these. Yeah, that's kind of why I'm kind of going to avoid mine. Cause if I don't make a list, but I'm sure any of them would have ended up on my top 10 best and top five worst. So, right. Okay. Uh, I'll talk briefly about the, the best first viewing was Guardians of the Galaxy, which when, I'll talk more about that when we get to the top tens, but, um, spoiler, it wasn't my number one movie, which, uh, we talked about this in the pod chat off the air, but, um, my reasoning for that is that this was the best first viewing. Like I had more enjoyment out of it, uh, than any really any theater experience both times I saw it and it holds up really well. And I actually, I actually watched it at home while, while writing this up and it was, uh, writing out my notes and it was really good. Um, so that was the best first viewing. Um, my worst first viewing was God's Not Dead, which I links in the show notes, guys. It was awful. Um, <laughs> returning favorite was really tough, really tough because yeah. in my theater viewings, I had, um, 12 of my theater viewings were at Keystone Art, which is an art house theater and in, in, on the north side of town. And they had, um, midnight screenings that I went to like, eight of them um throughout the year but my returning favorite isn't from that uh it's actually jurassic park uh me and tiny went and saw it uh it was the first time i'd seen it on the big screen since 93 uh in 2d um and also it was nice because we went to a new theater like a theater that i'd never been to before the studio movie grill which was really cool to order food and all that and also we went there to celebrate a fellow podcaster's birthday uh matt quiet from the nerds domain he invited us and we got to talk to him and be on his podcast and all that uh, links in the show notes and uh, thanks, Matt, if you're listening. That was fun. Yeah, it was, was a really lot nice of fun to invite us to. That was fun. Oh yeah, it was great. Um, biggest letdown, which we'll talk about later, is uh, Interstellar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, biggest surprise was This Is Where I Leave You, which it was a surprise because it wasn't really on my radar that much, and I just came away from the theater experience with just I was really happy with it um i thought it was a really good depiction of siblings and and their relationships and all that it kind of a kind of a theme for the year for me i guess um so those are my those are my notable movies for the uh for the year cool sounds good all right tiny what about yours (laughs) yes uh i matt also got me 
filling out those categories as well. I think it's kind of fun. I do it month to month, and so mm-hmm. I picked the, the, the 12 entries from each category and picked a favorite. Um, so my best first viewing, which for me is similar to Matt, it's not necessarily my number one of the year. It's just like the best time I had with a movie for the year. So it's actually different from my best from my number one movie of the year. So my best first viewing of the year is Interstellar. Uh, go to our uh, episode about it <laughs> and listen to it. We talked about it ad nauseum. So um, worst first viewing of the year is I Frankenstein. I'm so excited to talk to you oh, about it when we man. get to worst viewings. Really? Have you seen yeah. it? No, no, no. I'm just curious. Okay. Uh, it's it's so bad. Okay. Uh, returning champion of the year, again, is really difficult, like Matt said. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it really just basically comes down to you kind of choosing one. Right. I mean, that's all there is to it. So mine, I went with The Dark Knight because nice. it's The Dark Knight. Um, biggest letdown of the year was The Monuments Men, which was actually oh, yeah. an okay, mu- okay movie. It, it wasn't bad or anything, but uh, there's actually a far better far better version of that story called uh, it's a documentary called the rape of Europa. Um, it's a few years old, but it kind of tells the same story about the lost and destroyed art by the Nazi party and, and during world war two. Um, and the, the documentary is just absolutely fantastic. And I I saw that before I saw the monuments men and the monuments men just, it just completely lost the narrative and it was, I I really didn't care for it. So that sucks. And monuments men had kind of a troubled production because they got pushed back out of awards consideration. That was, that kind of telegraphed to me like, Oh, I wonder if that's just not that good. Right. Mm -hmm. And with that cast, man, they had a remarkable cast and they just kept them all on such a tight leash. It was so unfortunate. That sucks. There were like almost no laughs from Bill Murray. Which that's Whoa. that's just atrocious. So yeah. um my biggest surprise of the year was Nightcrawler. Um it seems like I saw a trailer for it and I was like, That looks kinda dumb. And then a week later we went and saw it and I was like, Holy crap and it just <laughs> I was really blown away by it. So Yeah. Um and then I added in another category that I have had fun with this whole year. It's called my best uh, best newcomer of the year. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is someone that is new to me, like a, a director, writer, actor, something like that, who maybe they're not new to the industry, but I have never seen them before, so they're new to me. Um, and for the year, I chose uh, the writer and director of the film Blue Ruin named uh, Jeremy, S- I don't know if it's pronounced Saulnier or Saulnier, I don't, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, um, but yeah, that movie is from, that movie's from 2013, um, it's only his second feature-length film. But I, I talk I spoke about that in a previous potpourri mm-hmm. um for, for one of our other episodes and man he just blew me away with that. It was like it was kinda like uh, uh it felt a lot like a Cohen Brothers movie. Oh nice. Oh, so cool. so well done. And I, I'm excited to see what he does in the future. So cool. those are mine. Was that his first his second thing? feature second, length movie? Did you say that? I did. Ah oh, crap. Thanks for listening, I, buddy. Well the dogs are barking. Anyway, um Yeah. Excuses. Uh, and then, and for me, like I said, I don't really keep those kind of stats. I don't, I don't really want to. I feel like I might step on the toes of my top ten, so I'll, I'll okay. just. Uh, That's cool. I'll just kind of leave that in suspension for a little while. Fair enough. All right. So uh, next, we're going to do our worst movies. Then, uh, and since you guys have lists of of five and 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 whatnot, I'm trimming mine down from ten to five for this discussion. You can find the full okay. list on on the blog. Did you have ten? Plus honorable mentions, dishonorable mentions. I did, and that and that oh, was dang. yeah, and it was negative Nancy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. When I got to dishonorable mentions, it was all like, okay, well, I kind of like that movie. <laughs> There's some bad movies this year. So. There were, but there I kind were. of avoided a lot of them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll just go uh, around the table. And Mike, do you want to get us kicked off with your number five worst uh, worst viewing? Yeah. Sure. Uh. All right. So 
I'll try not to repeat a lot of the stuff that you'll you'll read in the blog post, but uh, my my number five worst movie of the year is Godzilla. Oh, interesting. And I think that would also be the most disappointing movie of the year. Um, I I really wanted to like it. I wanted to go in expecting that it would be um, it would be a step up from the from the um, Matthew Broderick. 1999 version 98 98 version yeah. uh and so it, it's hard because i think people still haven't seen this movie so i don't want to spoil a whole lot but um one of the one of the big twists kind of toward the beginning of the movie uh was really too too big for the movie to overcome uh mm-hmm. and i think the movie godzilla promised one thing uh and kind of gave us something else entirely i thought the cgi was really good but Godzilla felt really ancillary. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like it's not a truly terrible movie, but it's it's um well, it's just not that good. Hmm. I agree. It that was actually one of my dishonorable mentions on the on like uh out of my top 10 kind of thing. Yeah. But like yeah, and I I agree completely. And it was funny cuz I was, I have little blurbs for each one, and this one I struggle with cuz I just I don't remember much of it. I just don't I know, care. Me too. That's so. and that's the worst thing you can say about a movie almost is that oh, it's yeah. forgettable. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh should I go next or Tiny do you want to go next? I can go next. Okay. You yeah. got the biggest list, so. Yeah. Um my number 5 uh worst of the year is uh The Counselor, which was it it was ma- massively disappointing more than anything else uh given that it's a um a Cormac McCarthy original script which um you know he's kind of a big name, and I've liked some other movies that were based on his books. Um, but I I have a lot of issues with him as a writer, so I guess I'm not too surprised. Um, yeah, the movie was just it was so aimless. It just it just bounced all over the place. Um, it was like an, I was like halfway through it and I didn't know what it was about. <laughs> um, and I just there was a lot of this. It, it was so anecdotal and and like this this. It just it just lacked a vision so hard. Um, there's there's cool stuff about it. Um, Cameron Diaz kind of bangs a car, which it's, it's huh. I know try to picture it in your mind and you're like what the hell? But when you see it, you're like oh. <laughs> um, so I mean that's kind of awesome, but at the yeah. same time it's like the rest of the movie is horrible. So wow. Um, yeah, it it just wasn't very good. You know, it's funny. I I like Cormac McCarthy a lot. Well, I've read the I've read the Road, and I think the Road is just so beautifully written. Mm. Um, I, yeah, to each mm. their own. But like I was, I kind of came away from that. I was like, my God, I like it felt just so real. But and that's kind of also doesn't why it doesn't surprise me that you didn't like the counselor because I mean, uh, screenwriting is a visual medium, and mm. I don't. And I don't think I think that that was his first screenplay. And I kind of wonder if, like, if the shining example that I glean from his writing is his descriptions of the environments and everything, then yeah, that's going to get lost in in screenwriting. So that doesn't yeah. surprise me. I, I respect him as an author because I think he's fearless. Mm-hmm. I, I like the choices he makes. Um, but I would never say he's a bad writer. I just don't connect to him that okay. much. So, mm. Mike, did you get around to seeing the counselor? No, I did not see it. No, me neither. Yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So my number five is actually Annabelle. Um, uh, I wrote a review on, on the side of the links in the show notes and all that. Um, but it, it, it was just, it's got a couple of decent scares, but what the big problem I had with it was that it set up a really interesting plot point involving like satanic cults and, and stuff like that. Uh, that's very true to like the 
the the setting of the environment that they were in. But then he completely abandons it for just cheap jump scares and a really boring climax that they telegraphed so hard in the lead up to it that so it was just not good. I, I didn't like it. You know, um, it was tough for me. I, I'm surprised I didn't put a horror movie on my worst list because I saw a lot of turds this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think what I would have done had I do an, uh, done another horror movie, I would have kind of ranked just about all the horror movies this year and picked the <laughs> worst one to put it on my worst list. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't think Annabelle was the worst one. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because of you, – you mentioned a few of the good scares. Uh, the one at the beginning was incredibly effective. So good. And even in the way it's shot, it, like it's, it's, it's a jump scare, but it's also just really well executed. Yeah. Uh, no I mean, the, uh, the cinematography in a horror movie is not something you really talk about all that much because right. when it's done effectively, you don't, you don't notice that it's, that it's the art of cinematography. Um, and so the, it was just the, the first 20 minutes or so was a shining example of this. You're totally right. It, it, it fumbled completely throughout the rest of the movie, but, uh, I, did you see Ouija? I didn't because because okay. Ouija is far worse than Annabelle. I, and the reason why I didn't see Ouija because I really think that's that could be an intriguing uh, premise for for uh, for a horror movie. But the reason I didn't see it is because I found out from like a guy at work who works at a movie theater also uh, that it was PG thirteen. Uh, oh, and I was like, yeah, that just completely killed it. Weak. Yep. Yeah. Weak. G. Yep. It felt. <laughs> it felt like it. Really. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Yeah. Tiny, did you see Annabelle? Nope. No. Don't plan to. <laughs> yeah, keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Well, uh, my number four then is The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part One. Mm. Huh. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> and this, I'm kind of bar. I'm gonna borrow from my little blurb. Remember how good <laughs> Catching Fire was? I know it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Mockingjay Part One. I'm kind of repeating myself with Godzilla. It wasn't really a terrible movie. But I've never seen uh, a movie, you know, where they split it. You know how Peter Jackson split The Hobbit into three. And we, mm-hmm. of course, know that um, the final Harry Potter story was split into two. I've never seen one that was more blatantly a money grab. And I hate it so much. Uh, the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 was literally two hours of exposition and set up for the next movie. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. Oh, Nothing geez. happened. And that and sucks. so on principle, it has to be on my worst movies of the list because it offended me as a as a movie goer who spends money on movies. Hmm. Yeah. Ah. I didn't see it. I, I still haven't even gotten a chance to see Catching Fire. Uh, oh, Catching um, Fire is great. That's what I hear. It is. And yeah. I, I've I've been meaning to catch up to it, but maybe I'll watch the whole the whole series before in the lead up to Mark and J Part Two. Yeah, um, you you should because you'll want to see the next one right after to just to watch the bad taste, watch the bad taste, get some sort of resolution, <laughs> some sort right. of climax. Plus, I don't know. Well, Jennifer I left Lawrence the movie it, thinking, so, yeah. what what did I just see? What did we learn about these characters? Absolutely nothing. Oh, that sucks. Such a shame. Yeah, yeah. I have a small anecdote about it that it's. Sure. I might cut this out of the episode, but uh, just like last night, there was a there was like a fight in in a shooting kind of incident i don't think anyone was hurt but it was on the north side of indianapolis like uh, castleton but i read a i read an interview or like a like a, a news article about it and like they said that people in the theater seeing like they were seeing like it referenced like seeing hunger games they could hear it outside the theater and they ushered out and all that and it was all that and when i read that all i thought was like 
like if I was in that position, I would like try to just be like, like I would be like, oh yeah, we heard it, and I was glad because that movie wasn't that good, and I would kind of just ease into like a review of the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it would end up in an official police report, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or in just a news article about it, or like if they're interviewing me on TV or whatever, being like, it was just at the moment where Katniss has has her archery archery equipment, and you know, I thought that it was shot really well, but the movie itself wasn't. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Dude, that they got me through a a long night of blog writing. Classic Matt. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> um, yeah. My number four is, uh, I hope I'm not, I think I'm probably stealing this from, from Mike, but uh, uh, A Million Ways to Die in the West. Ah, that's my that's number okay. three. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we talked about it in a past potpourri, I think. I think we yeah. did. So um, it's, it's just not funny. I mean, it just wasn't funny. There's one or two lines that are sort of memorable, but it's just not funny. And Seth MacFarlane needs to do something different. Just, I mean, just something refreshing. Just, just change it up a little bit. So, yeah, yep. And um, we talked about that in uh, OV seventy two, by the way. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I'll, I'll talk about that when I get to my number three. Spoiler alert. But, um, yeah, my, my number four is actually Tusk. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. I haven't had a chance wow. to watch it yet. So. Yeah, it's uh, Mike. You, you saw it. I take it. Yeah, I loved it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. It was so great. It was so Kevin Smith. It was so not <laughs> for me. I, I did not like it. I, I have a review, uh, that should post next week. Um, I'll just read the blurb that I have for it. Uh, Kevin Smith's body horror movie doesn't work nearly as well as the podcast episode it was based on. Tusk is a mess in pacing, tone, dialogue, and acting. Uh, Justin Long's Wallace is immediately and aggressively unlikable, and the rest of the class lacks, uh, cast lacks any empathy. Uh, the scenes and characters meant to set up the rest of the True North trilogy are flat and distracting. And also an addendum to that, or an, an extension of that, is that it's it's funny that Kevin Smith made a horror movie based on a podcast and the horror movie aspect of it didn't work on me and the podcast part of it didn't work on me either. Cause they're basically just shock jocks in it. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's a weird, I, I don't know. I didn't like it. I thought it was just a mess and I won't give away. I won't give away who it is. I didn't give it away in the, in the review either, but there's a character introduced kind of at the halfway point that just, completely clashes with the tone of the movie that the that the tone that the movie meandered its way into creating in the first half uh and michael parks i thought was completely wasted um and and just really dry and real or really boring with just a a little like flourish of um self-awareness to the point where he was like kind of joking about this horrible thing that he was doing but and it just it didn't work for me I, i thought that it was just a total mess um. Yeah. So that's my number four. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. That's okay. Hey, you know. Yeah. You don't have to Do you have any for what you didn't like? But, right. Do you have any um, counter to that? Maybe it's something that I missed. No, I. I don't know that it is something you missed. I. I think we just kind of. Um. I'm not even going to say we saw two different movies, but mm-hmm. I something about it affected me. Uh, clearly, a way it didn't affect you or or affected right. you differently. Um. Different strokes. Different strokes for sure. And you're, you're absolutely right about the guest star that kind of showed up toward the middle of the movie. That was mm-hmm. pretty bad. Um, a lot of the characters were severely underdeveloped and, and unlikable, but, um, uh, 
maybe I'm not doing what a good movie reviewer should do, but something about it, I just went in with the attitude that we're supposed to find this whole thing silly. And, and hmm. it doesn't, I mean, the way, I love what Kevin Smith said about you might think you're prepared to see a man as a walrus, but I assure you you're not. And just the shock of that alone was enough for me to to say, yeah, I enjoyed the movie. Just the the reaction of my friends in the theater as it was happening. <laughs> I will give it credit that 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 seeing the fruits of his labors, uh, it was the high point of the movie for me. Yeah, um, it's not. I mean, it's not in my top 10. It's not okay. in my top 20. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's not, I don't, it, for me, it's not one of the worst. Fair enough. Um, quick question. Did you listen to the episode of the podcast that it was based on? No, I have not. I keep meaning to, but. I kind of wonder if maybe that is, is why it's on my worst of list. Cause it's possible. Because, I mean, the way that they talk, and it's, it's a really awesome episode. It, like, you guys should listen to it for sure. But the way that they talk about it, or the way that they they basically pitch and and um develop it on the air is a it's fascinating to me just because it's just interesting to hear creativity basically being born on a podcast and b it's just the story that they map out is just so much more satisfying than what is in the finished movie um mm. yeah. and also the damn the clerks scene the with the two girls uh was just that the, it's going to be the basis for yoga hosers, his next movie. And I was like, right. like I came, I went into it hearing him talk about like hearing him talk about how captivated he was by that scene for obvious nepotism reasons. Um, and then also hearing like people talk about how it was fun, like funny and, and all that. And I was like, it is so cringeworthy for me. I, I, it didn't work for me on any level. And that makes me worry wow, for cringeworthy. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Just the delivery and how just bland the characters were it. I don't know. I, I did not I, I mean like they movie. looked like teenagers to me. They acted like teenagers. And maybe that's, part I think of it's, it. I think it's definitely the podcast had, had a, an adverse reaction on you. Yeah, maybe. Um, hmm. yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mike. Mike, you're number th three. 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 Yeah. Kurt Cameron's Saving Christmas. That's your number three? <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and here's my reason for that. Here's my reason for that. Um, is because I went in expecting it to be poor. So okay. if I'm going to treat my best movies as not just the best movies, but also my favorite and the most fun I had, um, then I kind of have to treat my worst, not necessarily as the objectively worst movies I saw, but also kind of the experience of the whole thing. And so I went into Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas kind of uh, with the whole plot in mind. I knew exactly what I was going to get. It offended me in exactly the ways I thought it was going to offend. It is a, a horrible affront to Christmas. Uh, I hope Christians hate this movie. I hated this movie. Um, I hate Kirk Cameron. I, everything you can hate about this movie is is um, on full display the the entire time. Um, but I, I guess I expected it to to be that poor. So I I kind of I'm not gonna say I give it a pass, but it 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 um it did exactly what it set out to accomplish. Okay, piss me off and <laughs> make Kirk Cameron look like an idiot. Okay. So so it offended you the way that you expected it to offend you and that's why it it 
didn't like shock you with its it offensiveness. Didn't, yeah, it wasn't shockingly yeah. awful. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So, okay. it you know, if I made this list again in another month, it would probably be the worst. Mm-hmm. And over time, I'll probably say, oh, yeah, that time I saw Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas, yeah, that was one of the worst movies I ever saw. <laughs> but I have a lot more to say about my number one, so. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> uh, my number three is Blended, which we talked about a little bit. Um, I I don't know. I think I'm just I'm just setting off on a personal vendetta against Happy Madison Studios. Uh, and if they're going to continue to put out this crap, I'm going to put it on my worst list every year. Um, and I think it belongs there. I thought it was terrible. I just that's terrible for for multiple reasons. Yeah, that's one of my honorable mentions. The kids were actually okay in it. I think we mentioned that when we talked about it. Yeah, the uh-huh. kids were decent actors and stuff. But I, I, if they're just going to continue doing this stuff, it's like it's putting out this tripe. I'm just, it's terrible. Relative yeah. to the rest of the the Sandler uh, canon, mm-hmm. I, I kind of had to give it a pass. <laughs> you know, if I saw it independently, I, I might have agreed with you. But uh, after watching Grown Ups and Grown Ups Two and so on and so forth, uh, that's this true. Was one of my, it was one of my favorite movies of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. That's it's a breath of fresh air. That's funny. It's, it's, it's my like first honorable mention. Um, and we'll talk about it when we get there. So that's no big deal. But yeah, I totally. Oh, positive honorable mention. No, 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 no. no. Worst you mean honorable dishonorable mentions. mention. Dishonorable mention. Yeah. Sorry. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but my, oh, and also if you're listening, you, well, if you're interested in hearing our review of it, it's, uh, episode 58. Um, yeah. Anyway, so my number three is actually Tiny's number, what was it, four? Yeah. Uh, which is A Million Ways to Die in the West. And just to echo what Tiny said, it's not funny. It Like, the best scene in the movie was in the trailer. And the only reason why it's the best scene in the movie was because it w- played on the nostalgia of the audience. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the movie was just Seth MacFarlane going through, telling us why living in the Old West sucked, and using humor that felt like it was off of the like off of the uh um that came from abandoned drafts from from family guy scripts mm-hmm. like like scripts from family guy's lesser episodes <laughs> yeah. uh i just i didn't like the movie i it was so disappointing to me or uh, yeah disappointing cuz i i thought it i thought it looked pretty good but yeah yeah and a waste of talent too i mean they had a lot of uh good people in it like i mean Liam Neeson's barely in it he's the villain he's barely in it and mm-hmm. then uh uh, Neil Patrick Harris was also just you know, Giovanni Ribisi, and Giovanni Ribisi, yeah, yeah. Man of Seyfried. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So it was just uh, that's my number three. I didn't like it. Sucked. Yeah. yeah. And my number two is A Million Ways to Die in the West. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I don't really like Seth MacFarlane's work all that much anyway. I don't really like his ultra-reference ADD brand of humor, uh, but I think A Million Ways to in the West, Die in the West, kind of marked a new low for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the worst you can say about a movie, a comedy, is that it, it didn't make you laugh, and it never made me laugh. I was angry after watching this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm the same way. I laughed, I laughed at it. I laughed at some of the parts, but it was also like, kind of just laughs that like nothing, I can't tell you a joke from it. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, and I couldn't tell you a joke about it. Uh, I couldn't tell you a joke from it like seventy-two hours after seeing it. <laughs> yeah, um, me neither. Yeah. My number two is God's Not Dead. Um, just a 
a highly offensive movie that uh, deserves to be um, criticized very much because it tries to make a statement um, and it makes it very poorly and inaccurately. Um, and just from a filmmaking standpoint, just terrible all around. Uh, bad script, directing was nothing to note, and the acting was pretty bad. So, yep, really bad movie. It's definitely see it, though, because it's hilarious at points. <laughs> just at, at, it's, its awfulness is funny. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's your number two. I, that's what I can't get. <laughs> um, but anyway. Well, well, let me say mine are not really in a particular order. Oh, okay. I just kind of have them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I okay. Mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, my number two is actually As Above, So Below, oh. um, which we talked about in uh, episode 72 of the podcast. But I like I and I fully – I don't even know if I would say that it was a theater experience because we had people talking behind us the whole time mm-hmm. and, and all that. But I was just so like the second that I the second that the movie started, I was just so uninvested in it, and it didn't do anything to really get my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, the concept was pretty cool, but it just didn't deliver on, uh, deliver for me on really any other any 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 way for me. And I just came away from it being like. Feeling like it was just kind of just a waste of time, and I I never, I rarely call movies a waste of time. Yeah. Um. But as above, so below, just had so little to offer that I, it just was a waste of my time and my money. <laughs> um. That's fair. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of surprised to hear you say that. Actually, I I really? think the movie was was quite effective. Um. I'm gonna say something that's gonna sound uber uber douchey, and I apologize for that. <laughs> But one of the things I pride myself in in my my kind of uh, investment into the horror genre is I really look for a lot of deep cuts, and I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of turds. I own a <laughs> lot of turds, um, and so like when I see a, a particularly one that is not straight to DVD uh, and has a little bit of production value to it, it's hard for me. And maybe that's detrimental. Maybe, maybe I'm not going about it the right way, but it's hard for me to not give movies that are at least slightly passable a pass considering some of the real, real trash that I've seen. That's a really interesting perspective to going into horror movies because horror movies are just some of the, I mean, I would say per capita there's more trash in horror movies than any other genre absolutely, absolutely. um and that's a really interesting and maybe i'll have to like use that in the future like use that kind of lens of seeing mm-hmm. movies horror movies like that um but we're not because just, we're it's, not. it's hard because then we do get really 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 good horror movies yeah, yeah. i mean they just run the 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 breadth of of quality in the horror genre is unmatched by any other genre mm-hmm. well I, we we saw man overboard so so maybe there's <laughs> but yeah we're 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 discussing the movie in the, not in the context of horror but in the context of a year's worth of movies so this is true yeah. that's also true right yeah. and i don't even think i saw it in october did i i don't know uh, I don't no remember. i don't think it came out in october yeah. we saw that together i wanted to see something else i think it was something that was like really good <laughs> probably <laughs> but you wanted to see this i was like all right sure it's like I think it was in October because you wanted huh. to see a horror movie in the theater in October. Yeah, it might have been. I don't know. Yeah, I think it may well, have been like late September. Okay. But, uh, Honey, what did you think of it? Uh, I, I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I thought some of it was a little bit effective, but um, it, it might have made my dishonorable mentions. I don't I don't have any dishonorable mentions, but I, I thought it was just okay. Okay. Yeah. And the theater experience was fun for me because the movie was just <laughs> – I just didn't care about the movie. And I, I got more entertainment out of listening to the – 
the jackasses behind us talk. <laughs> I so. got more entertainment about imagining what I would like, how I would yell and scream at these people. Yeah. I, Let me say, your reaction was much better than mine. Like, <laughs> I, I should be pissed off because oh, I paid yeah. to see the movie and stuff. <laughs> right. I just I thought it was funny. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was just bad. Yeah. Um, whose turn is it? Mike, uh, is it? Are we down to our number ones? Yeah, number ones. It's All right. Mike. Is this number ones? Yeah. All right. My number one worst movie of 2014. Worse than Gojira, worse than Mockingjay, worse than Saving Christmas, and worse than A Million Ways to Die in the West. And looking back on my list, I kind of wish I switched Saving Christmas and A Million Ways to Die in the West, but whatever. <laughs> the worst movie of the year is Transformers Age of Extinction. <laughs> ah. <laughs> it is the worst movie of the year, you guys. Nice. After I saw this movie, I begged people on Twitter that we need to band together and stop these movies from happening. Uh, It is at the point now where state-of-the-art special effects, and make no mistake, Transformers give us state-of-the-art special effects, okay? I'm I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not blind to that, are meaningless. I mean, it, it is they totally do not make up for all of the faults that this movie had. Silly, dry, meaningless dialogue, same old, same old action set pieces, non-existent character development, everything. Everything that you can pick wrong about a Michael Bay movie happened in this movie multiple, multiple times. <laughs> Anything before you might have cared about Transformers is now gone. If you like Shia LaBeouf at all, he's gone. And sorry to break it to you, Marky Mark doesn't do a whole lot better. No. Um, the the um, My biggest thing is that in the past, you kind of knew you were going into a crappy movie. But even up to the third Transformers movie, when they would show you a new way a robot could bend or a new way a robot could get an arm cut off or a head cut off, those were kind of cool. And you went, hmm kind of cool there is nothing nothing new about transformers age of extinction to even make it worth seeing at the cheap seats this was the worst movie of the year i disagree (laughs) (laughs) oh man did you see it tiny i did see it yeah wow um i i can't uh, the only part i can argue with is that it was the worst movie of the year of what you said um but I, i i i think it's a very I think your opinion is very personal. Okay. Because I, I, I feel like you just kind of have a vendetta against this franchise and Michael Bay. I, I you know, I, I, I'm like a fan of Pearl Harbor. I don't want to speak for you. I, hmm. But that's just kind of okay, what it go feels ahead. like. Keep going. Uh, it's just like, I, I thought, I, th- I think certain people, including myself, will go to a movie because we want to see some stuff blow up. And it doesn't get any better than Michael Bay doing that. But, it's possible to make that kind of a movie and have it with good characters and good acting and a good script and a, 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 a narrative story that carries you through it. But Michael Bay chooses not to do it. And that's so frustrating. I get that so much. But man, I still had a lot of fun with this movie. I really did. Um, I thought some of the dialogue was a little funny. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I can't argue with a lot of what you said, but I had fun with it. <laughs> What's tough for me and why it wasn't fun for me is that um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a slight defender of the first movie. I know, Matt, we kind of made fun of you, uh, at the <laughs> yeah. beginning of the summer because you said you were a fan and then you saw it again and kind of took that back. Yeah. It's really not bad. It's the kind of action movie you're talking about, Tiny. Yeah. And even in comparison to the other Transformers movie, this one doesn't hold a candle. Yeah. 
I, I will say that it is very frustrating because at, at the fourth movie, there isn't, well, actually from the first movie on, there has been zero effort on the part of the producers, directors, screenwriters to build on anything. It's like, like you said, it's more of the same for four, yes. for, for all four movies. Yeah. Um, and that's frustrating. <laughs> I get that. But it's still so much fun to watch the robots fight each other. <laughs> I guess. It was just, you know, I, I wanted to see a new way for a Transformer to get his head ripped off. Yeah. Well, there's, I, there I have continued to go to these movies. And, and that's, and that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, I, I, for some reason, I keep going, but I'm not going anymore. I won't see another Transformers movie. There were the Dinobots. That was new. I guess, but <laughs> they didn't do anything. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, it, I I really can't argue with what you said. I, I I think it totally is. It's justifiably on your list. I I don't have to disagree with that at all. Gotcha. Yeah. I I avoided this movie. I didn't see it and everything. But I have one question for you guys, Mike. You said that uh, everything you hate about Michael Bay is in this movie. Is mm-hmm. there a circ- like a three sixty uh, slow motion shot uh, kind of tracking around uh, one or two characters looking and in, into the distance? In a dramatic Multiple. moment, oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ugh, I hate that so much. It's such a lame trademark of his. But, um, but yeah, and I, I, I haven't seen a Transformers movie since I woke up halfway through uh, Transformers Two. <laughs> um, so I'm following your lead, Mike. I'm going to avoid this franchise. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Tiny, did you give your number one? No, not it's yet. Your turn. Well, I, I mentioned it earlier, but it's I Frankenstein. Oh yeah, uh, which is just such a bad f-ing movie. <laughs> Pardon my language. It's so f-ing bad. Um, yeah, there. I Hollywood needs to stop taking legendary, and I'm talking legendary horror archetypes and making them sexy. Oh, Frankenstein boy. is a monster. He's an amalgamation. He's a disgusting amalgamation of body parts. He's a monster, and Thomas J- or Aaron Eckhart. I confuse those two every time. All the time. Um, Aaron Eckhart was ripped and hot in this movie. Like, w- what? Please explain this. It's so <laughs> stupid. It doesn't make any damn sense. Um, but that's only one factor of why this movie was so bad. Um, list anything. The acting, the dialogue, the writing, directing, special effects. It was all mediocre at best, if not really bad. <laughs> um, yeah. Huh. So worse than God's Not Dead, though. Um, yes, because I expected God's Not Dead to be bad. Okay, okay. Yeah. Sure. I, I can, and God, I can God's Not Dead had a point. Yeah, okay. Oh, stupid, I can't argue with that. It's a stupid point I don't agree with, no. but they had a point. And this this movie just had no point whatsoever. Okay. I that's, okay, that's my defense. I can't believe I'm saying that. That's my defense <laughs> for saving Christmas. Right. Is that it had a point. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Well, this movie, yeah, I Frankenstein just had no point. Okay, sure. Yeah. Mike, did you get around to seeing that one? No, I avoided that one. <laughs> I forgot. I honestly forgot that it existed until I saw Tiny's list. Yeah. I completely forgot that it was a thing, uh, and I got it confused with Dracula Untold when I when I read it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my number one is has a point, but I I hated it regardless. Uh, God's not dead. <laughs> uh, just because in setting aside the religious in your face propagandizing in the movie. Setting that aside completely, this is just a poorly constructed movie yeah. on every level. And it's it's filled with just atrocious writing and just really, really, really terrible performances. 
that are that will take you out of the movie multiple times throughout its it's kind of meek run running time i think i think it's only like an hour and a half i don't remember um but man i just i really really did not like this movie on a on on the movie going level regardless of of the the point that it was making and like i wrote a review on the on the blog it was actually the most popular review uh blog post all year uh and also Tiny and I recorded an episode of The Secular Perspective about it, mm-hmm. and we also talked about it on episode 50, the Religion and Movies episode. So I'm officially shutting down God's Not Dead from coming out of my mouth in conversation on this podcast. <laughs> it is my worst movie of 2014, and now it's 2015. <laughs> Bring on Saving Christmas. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it was just, it was bad. Um, well, that does it. Those are our worst. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's next? Dishonorable mentions? Yeah, I don't have yeah. any. Oh, Neither oh. Wow. Okay, yeah, I'll just That's run through. That's what we were talking about. I thought, I thought we were skipping that because we don't have any. Uh, really quickly, my <sighs> dishonorable mentions for the year. It was uh, just blended, nonstop, let's be cops, what if, and transcendence. Uh, those are my five dishonorable mentions. I felt kind of guilty putting what if there because I thought it was kind of, kind of charming in point and parts, but it was just really formulaic and cliched. Hmm. Um, so yeah, those are my, those are my dishonorable mentions. Cool. Yeah. Hey, it's Matt with the worst transition ever. Um, if you are noticing the abruptness of the end of this episode is because I'm splitting it into two. We, uh, recorded a lot for our year in review episode and I decided to split it between worst movies and best movies. That way it kind of gives us a little bit of free time to do, um, well, it's, it's a special thing that we're planning on doing for later this year. Uh, and that frees us up with, uh, recording next week. So, um, you'll know more about that in the coming months, but, uh, I hope you enjoyed our worst, uh, worst movies of 2014 part of our 2014 in review episode. Um, if you want spoilers for the next week's episode for the best movies of the year, check out the blog for all three of our blog posts about it and, uh, links and everything are in the show notes. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Uh, I will see you next week. Or I won't see you. You'll hear me. Yeah, this is getting weird. As always, loyal listeners, thank you for listening to the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. And thank you, of course, to Loud Like for providing our awesome opening theme music. Their first EP, uh, their first of a few actually coming out in the next few months. Check them out. Uh, Anyway, it's called Mistakes We Must Make and features our theme song and Eclipse of Events. Um, make sure that you rate and review us on iTunes after you listen to this episode. It helps us out a lot, uh, and it gives us the ability to say, hey, people like us. Also, please like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer, and you can follow each of us on Twitter. You can find Matt at obsessive viewer, tiny is obsessive tiny, and me, Mike, I'm at I am Mike White on Twitter. You can also check out the blog at obsessiveviewer.com where all three of us, but mostly Matt, review movies and TV shows and uh, talk about all kinds of things. It's kind of the the written form of this podcast. Um, You can also check out Obsessive Book Nerd, which has book reviews and commentary on the evolving world of reading. And also check out Tiny's The Secular Perspective, which is a podcast exploring the concepts of faith, 
religion and existence from the perspective of secular hosts. Um, if you have any thoughts on the podcast in general or this particular podcast you just listened to or even suggestions for future podcasts, please, please email us individually at Matt, Tiny, or Mike at ObsessiveViewer.com or you can just email the podcast directly as a whole kind of directed to all three of us at podcast at ObsessiveViewer.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. We love you. Be excellent to each other.